The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to the book of Psalms, we look now to Psalms 99 and 100 as we continue in our study through the Coronation Psalms. A brief study indeed, certainly not exhaustive, but we pray it has been a blessing to someone. And do we not rejoice in the coming and crowning of Jesus our Lord, our Savior, our King? Now for a word of prayer. And then we'll look to Psalm 99, verse number 1. Father, help us today to instruct the people of God to be encouraged, to be exhorted concerning the crowning of Jesus Christ as King and that coming day when He rules and reigns upon the earth. We thank You for such hope that we find in Jesus Christ our Lord, looking for that blessed hope when He comes to rapture the church. But our hearts rejoice in that day when he sets up his kingdom and rules in righteousness there from the throne in Jerusalem. Our prayer now is offered in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. Psalm 99, verse number 1, The Lord reigneth. Again we say, The Lord reigneth. Let the people tremble. He sitteth between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. Let them praise thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. Psalms 111, verse 9 is a good reference here. The king's strength also loveth judgment. Thou dost establish equity. Thou executest judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. His name is holy in verse 3. God himself, his nature, 
is holy. In verse 5, Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among them that called upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spake unto them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance that he gave them. Thou answerest them, O Lord our God. Thou wast a God that forgavest them. Hallelujah! He was a God who forgave them, though thou tookest vengeance of their inventions. Exalt the Lord our God, and worship at his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. This psalm obviously celebrates the holiness of God. And in the view of Christ's reign, we see that the Lord God is holy, and he sits between the cherubims. This causes us to consider the book of the Revelation, chapter 4, chapter 5. Turn there with me, if you would please, and we'll look at this throne room scene as we see the Lord sitting between the cherubims. He is holy. The Lord our God is holy. Revelation 4, verse 2, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne, and sigh it like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind, and the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle, and the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was, and is, and is to come. And when those beasts give glory, and honor, and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth for ever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne, and worship him that liveth for ever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Yes, the Lord reigneth. Let the people tremble. He sitteth between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. The earth is not currently moved at the holiness of God. No, they mock and ridicule, make light and disesteem God in His holiness. But it does not alter the fact that great and terrible is the name of God, for it is holy. He is entirely unique, far above all others, separate from evil, without iniquity, 
perfect in glory and glorious in holiness. Our God is holy. Let us then exalt him. Let us then worship at his footstool, bow before his feet, and then one day worship at his holy hill. This psalm celebrates God's holiness. Psalm 100 celebrates God's goodness. Thank God he is holy, and thank God he is good. Psalm 100, verse 1 and 2, we are to have joy and gladness in our hearts, and this will bring us into God's presence. We are singing with joy. We are serving with gladness. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. With our heart, we make a joyful noise. It flows from a joyful heart. Verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. The key to all the Psalms, perhaps, is Psalm 100. It's a psalm of worship and praise, and they are blended together. We make a joyful noise in our hearts before the Lord. All ye lands, now all the lands in the millennial would be required to praise our Lord, to serve him with gladness, to come before his presence with singing. But then, verse 3, time and thought in his presence will bring one into the acknowledgement of who God is and the assurance of who we are because of him. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. With what recognition and with what reverence God is given his due place. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. He is the one who has made us, not we ourselves. He is our creator. We are his people. He is our redeemer, and we are but the sheep of his pasture. It all belongs to him, the world, and they that dwell therein. But then in verses 4 and 5, knowing and submitting to him will bring one into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Here then should be that millennial frame of mind, that heart that's bowed in humble praise and reverence for the king. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. We find throughout this psalm his presence, his people, his pasture, his gates, his courts, his name, his mercy, his truth. God's goodness is that excellent quality of God. God's mercy is that everlasting quality of God. And then God's truth 
is that enduring quality of God. We celebrate God's goodness. We reverence God's holiness. And in that day, when Christ is crowned king, what a joyful noise we should make that this Lord, he is God, and we are the sheep of his pasture. Coming then into his gates, the gates of that city, with thanksgiving in our hearts. Coming into his courts, the courts of his royal pavilion, with praise upon our lips. Yes, we should be now, as we will be then, thankful unto him. And we should now, as we will then, bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Think about it, friend. The truth of God endures to this day, and thus it has endured to every generation before us. And even when we are gone, our body returns to the dust, our spirit and soul unto the Lord, God's truth will continue and will remain and thus endure to all generations. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748 or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com and finally brethren pray for us